Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Miller Park, the game, the series, and the homestand. And it's a huge Brewers victory. And welcome, everybody. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen uh, talking about a Brewers victory and a very upset Milwaukee Bucks fan base. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, this is just going to ring through uh, and reverberate all over the place. I mean, you guys want to talk more Bucks basketball, you can feel free to call this one and hijack this show here. That's cool. But an egregious uh, call toward the end of that game. That 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 is crazy. Uh, but the Brewers, on the other hand, they get the victory. A come-from-behind win. They're down four-zip in this game. And they... Uh, <laughs> once you know, Austin, Texas is here. And Austin, let me just ask you, dude, once you say something uh, in this business, it, it comes karma comes back to get you a little bit. Because uh, if you recall last night, uh, I know you weren't working, but uh, if you recall last night and, and on the Bart Winkler show and things like that, I'm saying, man, this afternoon on the big show, I was talking about the Brewers being down three zip, four zip, and you just feel like it's a loss. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was over in the first inning. I think most Brewers fans do these days, but not tonight. They come back a huge win. The record now 17 and 19 with this victory. And again, uh, about a week and a half ago, they get swept in Pittsburgh and they bounce back the next 10 games. Boy, this season is flying by guys. Absolutely. Just flying by the next 10 games. They go six and four. So you're making a little ground. You're covering a little ground here. And uh, now heading into the off day, you feel pretty good. Kind of a reset deal here for the Brewers in uh, in the 2020 campaign. 414-799-1250, you still want to squawk uh, about the uh, Bucks loss. Uh, I know, Austin, you're uh, keeping track of that Bucks game as well as the Brewers here tonight uh, behind the scenes. But, man, how, how bad was that call? Uh, I mean, technically it's a foul. Don't like it, especially because it was on – the back-to-back reigning MVP here, or should be back-to-back reigning MVP. Just really frustrating. Just yeah. frustrating all around. It was not. Uh, it was the morale was not very high in the studio during that game. No, I bet not. And I, uh, without you know, listening to to Sparky throughout the pick and save pro hoops post game show, I, I can imagine the voices were raised a little bit. Yeah, but in this case, the Brewers get the victory. And they take uh, a split out of this two-game uh, set with the Detroit Tigers. Let's go back to our game recap here, it, way back when this thing started at 640. Hauser in all sorts of trouble to start the game off. Guys, I, I mean, playing from behind, again, as I've said before, playing from behind is just a nasty habit in this baseball business. It, it really is a tough thing. Chris Hook, your, pitcher, your starting pitchers, I don't know what you're doing before. If there's a regiment that you're doing, uh, it might be different for each player, but switch it up. <laughs> do, do the exact opposite because a, it was a leadoff double, then an infield single, runners at the corners, nobody out, then a comebacker, look the runner back at third, throw to second, try and get a double play, and a wild throw. You do record the out at second base. Should have been a double play. First and third, now one out. Nobody in yet. 
Well, then a, then a walk. The umpire misses a one-two punch out uh, on a curveball. Uh, and then another infield single for an RBI. Again, guys, I've never seen it before. I can't wait, whether it's the offseason or <clears throat> maybe uh, over the phone or wh- whatever. I- I'm going to have to ask Greg Council if, if he's ever seen this before. And again, infield singles against the Brewers, it's just, it's just amazing how many they get. So there's a one-zip Tigers lead, one in, one out, bases juiced. And then a two-run double. And then he gets out of it. It's three runs in the first inning, four hits and a walk. Are you kidding me moment of the game right there? That's the first of which with Gene Wagner Plumbing, a company you can trust. Three up, three down for the crew in the bottom half. And Hauser settles in in the second inning, at least that second inning he did. Three up, three down to the bottom of the second. Brewers get a one-out base runner. Garcia reaches on air to second base. Narvaez strikes out in three pitches. Urias with a base hit. Garcia there hesitates for some reason. Not quite sure about that one. I mean, the ball was hit hard. But I don't know about the hesitation, about waiting. I mean, did he know there were two outs? He'd go on contact? Just just saying. Uh, Sogard flies out to end that frame. Three zip into the third inning. And then in the third, after one out, three straight base hits. Makes it four to nothing after two and a half. However, the Brewers bounce back in the bottom of the third inning. Uh, It was a couple of walks, and it set the table for Keston Hira. There's a swing and a drive. Center field. It's a one-run game. How about that? He was talking about that two-seamer after he grounded out on the slider. He said the two-seamer's the pitch. He got one, hit it out. I think maybe Keston should lift every day. Fox Sports Wisconsin right there. Love Jeff Levering on the TV for sure. 4-3 now into the fourth inning. Hauser, 1-2-3 in the fourth inning. Into the bottom of the fourth inning. Nothing for the crew there. Hauser... Run right back out there for the fifth inning, and he pays the price for that. He gives up a run right there. Now it's 5-3, bottom five, courtesy of three walks wrapped around and out. Um, the bases were juiced, and, and Omar Narvaez, he really needed this. Busted bat, flare, shallow right, out is the second baseman. It's down a hit. Yelich is in. Smoke is in to third Garcia. Brewers, good base running on the bases right there. Recognized right away that ball wasn't going to be caught. Big time for Omar Narvaez right there. You get a lucky break, pardon the pun, on that broken bat. Two-run base hit. Eric Yardley, then a scoreless sixth inning. A couple of punch outs. Brewers off the board in that sixth inning. 5-5 into the seventh. Yardley, a scoreless rack again in that seventh inning. Tied at five into the bottom half. Smoke leads off with a walk. Then Garcia was hit by a pitch. Two on, nobody out. Narvaez strikes out. Base hit by Urias. Loads the bases with the one out there. And how about Eric Sogard? He unties this thing. Liner, center field. This should be deep enough. Reyes is there to make the catch. Tagging and coming in to score is Smoke. And the Brewers have the lead. Yeah, they take the lead on the courtesy of that sacrifice fly by Sogi in the eighth inning, uh, 6-5. They did go on to load the bases in that inning uh, with a hit by pitch, but a ground out ends it. Devin Williams summoned from the pen again. One, two, three, a couple of strikeouts in that inning. He is just something short of amazing here this year. Yelly, bottom of the eighth inning. Then a couple of outs later, and after a stolen base again for Yelly, Jace Peterson steps in. It's in a pinch hit appearance. They need a little insurance. You saw what happened with Josh Hader, so you would like a little wiggle room just in case. And Jace Peterson gives them insurance. Two-run blast to give the Brewers a three-run advantage. 
8-5 into the ninth inning. Josh Hader, it didn't start out well with a hit-by-pitch, but he gets out of it and uh, locks down save number nine, a huge win for the Milwaukee Brewers here to uh, split the series, the two-gamer, um, and uh, a 17-19 and 19 mark. 414-799-1250. Yeah, you're pleased about the Brewers, but the Bucks. I think still uh, taking a look around on social media, it is making the rounds. There are some livid <laughs> box fans in this one, man. I uh, Tomorrow morning, by the way, starting at 5 a.m., all local here throughout the day, you, you've got to tune in for some uh, breakdown and analysis. But uh, that starts tomorrow at 5 with Ryan Horvath, the pregame show for Bart Winkler's morning show, Bill Michaels, Wendy's Big Show. Man, it's going to be all day today. If you want to rant and rave about the Bucks, I'll take that. If you want to give the Brewers a, a few props here for that, hanging in there. They, again, guys, they're hanging in there is what they're doing. Um, we mentioned the other day, too, about Jace Peterson. Austin, you and I were talking about Jace Peterson uh, a few days ago. We talked off the air today. I really like him. I do. I, I think uh, I wouldn't rule him out as a uh, as a, uh, a bench role player for next season. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think he can after that. No, it's uh, I, I, you just like the way he plays the game of baseball. All right, 414-799-1250. Chevy MVB of this game. Brought to you by Chevy. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Um, I don't know if you give it to Jace Peterson. I mean, it's big insurance, but uh, Sogard with the sacrifice fly to go ahead. I'm going to go with Devin Williams. We don't give him enough love, honest, honestly. Devin Williams is your Chevy MVB in this one. Just no fuss, no muss in the eighth inning. Uh, a shutdown inning after the Brewers take the lead in the bottom of the seventh inning. And we'll take that out of the Chevy MVB, Devin Williams. Uh, let's get a couple in here before the break here. Let's go to Todd. Todd, you're on the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. What's up, dude? Hey, hey howdy, Timmy. Uh, actually, uh, I think everybody's uh, totally missed this. This is absolutely a total historic night right now um, for the Milwaukee Brewers because uh, Josh Hader just pitched his 12th game as a starter without a, not a starter, uh, uh, but uh, uh, boy, I'm just I'm so amped up right now. Everybody's missed this. Um, it's his 12th game in a row without allowing a hit since the start of any season since 1900. The the, the game before he tied five other dudes, and tonight he broke the record he broke a couple of outings ago he had the reliever no hitter (laughs) you know through through nine nine plus innings but this this is yeah this this is big todd that that's cool this is huge this is absolutely huge to me and people are missing it this is historic he is the only man on the planet since 1900 in the the postmodern era to do it that's why that nonsense about uh you know, trading Josh Hader. Yeah, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't, uh, I, I n- never thought for a nanosecond they were in, in, in any way, shape, or form going to move Josh Hader. He's worth the money. Guys, whatever he's going to make in arbitration the next few years, you can't tell me he's not worth that money. Come on. Dude's unhittable. As Todd just said, Todd, that's a great stat, too. As Todd just said, yeah, I mean, he's not even giving up hits, let alone runs. That's crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. 414-799-1250. Brewers get the win. Uh, 8-5 in this one. Come from behind victory. They're down 4-zip. And then they outscore the Detroit Tigers 8-1. Now there's your offense. (laughs) They head into an off day where they can just go ahead and just chill out for a little bit. And then they start a set in Cleveland. Artie in Cudahy, you're next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. What's up? Going on, guys. I haven't called in a very, very long time, so I'm glad to be calling tonight. So, Thanks. Um, just like two things. One is about the box, just to get it out of my system. Um, disappointed that they lost. Above all, like I feel like everything that happens with box fans in this is like, will Giannis come back? Will he resign? Will Giannis come back? Will he resign? Like it's all like fledged on like what his situation is, which makes us. Uh, Gives already more anxiety, pretty much, as I would say. 
Um, I had more of a brewer question for you, though, Tim, was, like, you keep saying, like, they're hanging around, hanging around, like, ideally, by, like, what game, game number, and, like, record do you think they need to have to be considered, like, playoff-worthy, like, they could give a proper run at this? It's like, what marker, what record, what kind of point in the season do you need to be convinced that they got a good squad here, maybe they get in the playoffs? Thanks for taking my question. You got it, Artie, and and thanks for hanging out with us tonight and listening to Sparky and myself. Um, That's a great question, and it's tough to answer. There's 24 games left here. The expanded playoffs play a big part of this, and, and, you know, I had the conversation with the the boys on the big show earlier this afternoon. It's almost like you have to retrain retrain your mind a little bit with this baseball thing because normally you'd say, well, there's 17 and 19, Plenty of time left. They'll make some adjustments. The trade deadline, we're not even to the all-star break yet. I mean, we're just getting cooking here. It's a little different here. We're in the heat of battle here. And and if they were in a normal season, Artie, if they were, you know, a, a game out or tied for the final playoff spot or tied for a wild card, got a shot at the division, still some head-to-heads against the guys you're chasing, um, you know, you'd, you'd look at it a, a little bit different, but that's where they're at now. So now we have to say, well, whoa, wait a second. It seems like baseball just got started, and it did. But it's not really just got started. It's in the thick of it. It's almost ending. It's almost down the stretch here. I would say just off the top of my head, and, and really uh, without giving me time to think about it, I mean, you're going to have to be – there's there's ten games, uh, nine games left head-to-head against St. Louis. The first two teams in this division will make the playoffs. That's you know that's a fact. You don't have to fight around the other uh, the other divisions to uh, to jump in with the next two best records. So the first two in each division are going to get in. I would say at that ten game mark. I would say just in a general kind of feel, you you need to be in a playoff position with ten to play. So that's another couple of weeks. Now, there are some off days uh, sprinkled in here. In fact, I I don't know how this happened with a lot of cancellations and with a tough schedule or whatever, but they've got tomorrow off, Monday off, and Thursday off again. So I wish they were playing baseball, honestly, uh, get these games in. But I would say that in a general feel, get to that week and a half mark left, that 9-10 game mark, and in a position. All already at that point. I, I hope that answers your question. I really do. And the, on that Bucks, on that Bucks thing, I you know again the, the NBA has been classically noted to let the superstars do their thing unless it's an egregious thing. Am I misunderstanding this? Am I misunderstanding that Kawhi plays with a different set of rules than does Giannis? Certainly LeBron plays with a different set of rules than Giannis. Why the disrespect? And that's the way I look at it with Giannis. It's a complete disrespect. Ain't no way they're making that call on LeBron James. Not a chance in the world any referee in the NBA is making that call on on LeBron James. But we get a little ticky-tack thing going on. Had nothing to do with the outcome of the play. Didn't influence the shot in any way, shape, or form. That part of it I don't understand. So you can comment on that. You can comment on the uh, Brewers come from behind victory. (laughs) Kind of hanging in this thing. I'm having a blast in this, I got to say. We hit our break. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Jace Peterson, a a big pinch hit two-run home run to give the Brewers insurance. But hats off to Eric Sogard, another game-winning RBI. He got a sack fly in the seventh inning and didn't let the Tigers off the hook in a 5-5 game. When you're a struggling offense, you'll take that sack fly in the seventh all day long to take the lead, breaking that 5-5 tie. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Also, uh, we'll take your Bucks com- comments as well on a uh, just just a, a tough, tough loss. 8-5 the final here, Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. 
on the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, I know you guys were following the Milwaukee Bucks uh, game two of the Eastern Conference semis. And, uh, you know, Brewers may have been on the back burner. We'll hit the box score here in just a second. But just to reiterate on that on that Giannis thing, I, I truly believe that. I look back to, um, I don't know, I really with this year, it's it's all a blur. But I know early in this Bucks season, I recall filling in uh, on the Bucks post for Sparky, and it, I believe it was a game against Miami. And I called; I kept calling it flop fest. I thought that these guys sometimes didn't they instill like a five thousand dollar fine for flopping? Yep, Marcus Smart just got fined last night for it. Then they need to take a close, hard look at the the Miami Heat. They really do. Going all the way back to the beginning of this year. I mean, they're just, they're, hey, I'll give them credit. They're competitors and, you know, do whatever it takes to, to help their team. But, again, you you go back to the final call, and, and, and I will say this, they're not making those calls against some of the other superstars in the league. And Giannis, they, they tic-tac on him. Giannis has got to play bumper cars half the year because he's getting battered and bruised. It's, it's sick. It, it is. Why? Because he plays in Milwaukee? Because he plays in Wisconsin and not in L.A.? Is that why? He doesn't have a couple of rings to go on the fingers? Is that why he doesn't get treated like the other superstars? He is a super. He's the MVP, for crying out loud. Start treating him like that. All right, let's get back to the <laughs> Brewers uh, in going inside the box. As uh, they get a, a nice win tonight, man. They split the series with the Detroit Tigers and... They run their mark to just a couple of games under 500. If you missed it, here's how things shook out. Ben Gamble let off 0 for 4 with a walk and a run scored. Keep your eyes, or keep your ears peeled on the walks in in this one because the Brewers' offense did a nice job of being patient for sure. Christian Yelich, check this out: 0 for 1, three runs scored because he drew four walks in the performance. Keston Hira goes one for five with a run score and three RBIs, had a three-run bomb in this one. Did strike out three times. Justin Smoke, 0 for three, two runs scored. Why? A couple of walks he drew. Uh, Avi Garcia goes 0 for one with two walks drawn. Omar Narvaez goes one for five with two RBIs. However, he had the golden sombrero today. Four strikeouts for the Brewers catcher. Luis Urias goes two for four. Eric Sogard one for three with a big RBI to untie it in the bottom of that seventh inning. Orlando Arcia goes 0 for two with a, you guessed it, another walk. Jace Peterson off the bench, pinch hit, one for one, and that was a big one. Knocked in two with a two-run shot, scored that run along the way as well. Pitching lines tonight, Adrian Hauser, man, I don't. I don't know what he's. What's going on with him? Uh, but uh, he needs to straighten it out a little bit because it it wasn't a stellar performance from Adrian Hauser. Five innings today, uh, he allows nine hits, five earned runs with a walk and two strikeouts. Eric Yardley bullpen was dynamite tonight. Two innings pitched, no hits, no runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. Devin Williams may be the best reliever in the game right now. When you when you measure the numbers, Devin Williams, you you heard it right, may just be the best reliever in the game of Major League Baseball right now. And he's here in Milwaukee, and his name isn't Josh Hader. It's Devin Williams. One inning, no runs, no hits, no walks, and a couple of strikeouts. Josh Hader, one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and one strikeout. He did hit a man as well. The Brewers get eight runs. On six hits, no errors, just six hits. Tigers, five runs on nine hits, one error. The win goes to Eric Yardley. He's 2-0. and The loss to Jimenez, he is now 1-2. and The save to Hayter, it is uh, save number nine. And the Brewers now 17-19. and All right, you can give the good news there, Austin. You said his ERA is at what? Point six zero, Tim. Point sixty ERA. And it's it's just crazy good how Devin Williams is. It is. And maybe that's the reason why you could seize the advantage and, and move a Phelps. And, and Phelps had been having a great season. Don't get me wrong. And 
certainly uh, probably would have helped get him in the playoffs. I don't think if the Brewers don't make the playoffs, I don't think the reason's going to be because of a David Phelps move. But Yardley, if he continues, I still believe that they're one arm short in that bullpen. Somebody is going to have to step up and be dominating. Yardley's done a yeoman's job this year. He really has. And uh, But it, it's it's still that one arm. So Devin Williams and Josh Hader, it's a great one-two punch. And you were set up perfect. You get the lead in the seventh inning, and, and Williams and Hader are available and fresh and ready to go. You're going to win most all of those. The 98 out of 100, you're going to win those games. So that's pretty assured that you're going to win, but you got to have the lead. Uh, this was a nice offensive performance by the, by the Brewers. They were facing a, a tough customer early. Worked the pitch count. They worked him just just beautifully. Just worked. They weren't scoring early necessarily, but they were working uh, Spencer Turnbull, and it uh, it they did a did, did a fantastic job. We're going to hear from Council coming up. Christian Yelich is going to get a couple of comments in here as well. As the Brewers get the victory, 17-19, and 19, they win 8-5 uh, over the Tigers. And, and again, I think the low point in the season, and maybe the turning point in that season, may have been the sweep at the hands of the Pittsburgh Pirates a week and a half ago. They've recovered to go 6-4 and four in their ensuing 10 games. That doesn't get much easier. It's pretty challenging facing the Cleveland Indians in Cleveland for a three-game set. Then you go to Detroit to face the Tigers again for a couple of games. So there's one game at a time, day by day. Uh, there's 24 games remaining here in the 2020 championship season. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Don't go anywhere. Yelly coming up. Greg Council on the way as well. Brewers win. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shaden Blind Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Well, after that Bucks loss, I think you uh, could use a little pick-me-up, and the Brewers did that, so at least one of the Milwaukee teams did get a victory tonight, if that's any consolation. Uh, I'm not sure it is, because the Bucks are in, uh, in, a, in a hole, that's for sure, so... They're going to have to dig deep. Uh, Brewers trying to hang on here, and they're doing it. Uh, they're, they're just kind of treading, treading water a little bit. Uh, they win this ballgame 8-5 final. As uh, Eric Sogard untied a 5-5 game in the bottom of the seventh, Hauser not a good performance tonight. Five innings, uh, allowing five runs on nine hits, all sorts of traffic on the base pass in a few of those innings for the Detroit Tigers, and they – they attacked him the one inning, and uh, the other one was just, uh, it was Hauser. And so it was a, a battle for him in his start tonight. But that bullpen, a couple of innings from Yardley, Williams, and then Hader. They slammed the door, and a Brewers victory. Again, 17-19. and 19. We're going to hear from Christian Yelich coming up. Let's hear what Craig Council had to say after the win. Hey, Craig, um, you guys uh, drew 10 walks today, which shows a lot about the plate discipline. Play, but you gotta cash them in, don't you? I think you scored six of them. I want to say. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a night where, you know, it was just a kind of grinded out game offensively, um, we, and we got enough of those hits with with guys on base, and and the walks helped us. And so, you know, we just that's what you have to do if you keep getting people on base. Uh, and tonight we got a couple homers with guys on base, so caught a break on Omar's ball just stuck it through but um I mean overall I thought it was a good night offensively when you when you put that many guys on base Craig have the two guys you have at the back end I mean Williams is is in his first real breakthrough season I mean it, it, is it at the point where you sort of draw it as a seven inning game you feel like if you get through seven with the lead you're in really good shape those two guys have been you know phenomenal for sure um and, uh, you know, I think it's the way they're pitching for sure. I mean, they're, you know, I don't, I don't I'm expecting them to be perfect every time. Um, that's why, I mean, I thought that Homer gives Josh a little space, you know, pitching once in a while with some space um, is important. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, the other guy, 
I think you got to talk about tonight was Eric Yardley, who's who's two innings um, were, were so important to the game. But Devin and Josh, they're they've been great. They're, they're formidable. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we can hand the ball to those guys in the eighth and the ninth with a lead or, or tied, um, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good about what's happening. Craig, um, um, Adrian didn't have the greatest luck in that person who lose two infield hits, but you know, three runs and all of a sudden you're down four nothing, and then Keston just turns it around that three run homer and just kind of changes the way the game looks, and then you know, that's what allowed you to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, I thought you know these games that you know we we so off we've been down early a lot, uh, and that's that's how a lot of these games have gone. Um, but I, I think answering, you know, early in the game and going from down four to down one, um, it, it changes everything for sure. I think it changes the dugout. It changes your energy as a team, um, changes how you're thinking about the bullpen. So that was, that was a huge hit. Um, and it, it, if you're within striking distance, I thought tonight was a night where we just, we got to stay within striking distance. Um, and, um, that, that that was the hit that kept us within striking distance. That was such a roller coaster of a homestand, but you go six and four. I mean, most people would say that's okay, you know, and the way you scuffle on offense, you must feel like at least you're staying within striking distance here. Yeah, I mean, I, this this is a season where it, it does. It, it feels like it, you know, we, we just got to survive sometimes, you know, and, and that's what we're, we're doing right now. And, and so, um, you know, there, there was a couple of really clean games, but it was, we scrapped for some wins. And I, and I said the other night, that's, that's how we're going to have to do it. Um, and, and if that's, that's the way it is, you can, you can scrap for some wins and, and keep yourself in it right now. Um, and we'll just have to keep doing it. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the playoff, structure changes this thing. Um, and I think we all, you think you're, everybody's starting to realize that. Um, um, and so it, you know, when, when you, when you look at the standings and you, you know, you're a game out of the playoffs or a half game out of the playoffs, whatever it is, um, you know, you know, it's a big game tomorrow or Friday. In that regard, just how important was it to win this game to end the home stand, particularly coming out that loss last night and falling behind as you did today instead of two straight losses you're coming in with a win coming to Cleveland. yeah I mean every every win's a big deal um and in this in this scenario I think that's the point is that every every win is huge and um and I and I think you know the homestand six and four it, it's a winning homestand you always feel like you let you know there's a game game you could have got but um with everything that went on for sure. I, th I think, you know, you're pleased to, to go six and four. Um, I mean, the other thing I'd say is that, you know, the, the, we haven't had days off here, really. you know, the days off uh, for this team have been pretty few and far between. And we're entering a part of the schedule where we can get some guys, some rest. Um, and that's, it, it, it's important for the, for these guys. I know it's a short season, but um you know, just some rest uh, for some guys tomorrow is a, is a huge deal. Well, what, uh, what's going on with Abby? Did he get hurt when he got hit? Yeah. Um, it, it's just, you know, his forearm tightened up to the point where he wasn't going to be able to swing a bat. So, um, that, that was the reason for the move. Anybody else for Craig? Craig, uh, Mike Basalo has been saying that you're nothing but trouble uh, now that you've tied Tom Treblehorn. Any uh, personal meaning there for you? Um, I remember when I was uh, like 12 years old and Tom Treblehorn was sitting in my living room. Um, so that's probably as much as I can give you. So that's kind of cool. Can you tell us what he was doing there? Like, oh, he was visiting. He was like, he was, yeah, he's over visiting. He's visiting my dad, and yeah, I guess he's just over visiting. Did you say I'm going to replace you as manager one day? Did you tell? I him? told him that. Yeah, I told him that. Yep. Yep. 
Hey, Craig, back to a serious question. You know, Christian Yelich has impacted many games with home runs, but he really impacted tonight's with four walks. You know, was, almost every one of them was a part of a, of a rally. Yeah, four walks and, and the stolen bases, too. Um, and I, so I, I thought I, you're right. I thought Christian had a great game tonight. Um, you know, they, they, they clearly made a decision that they, they weren't going to go after him. And, and, you know, I, I don't think he swung the bat the last four at bat last four. I'm not even sure if he took a swing the last four at bat. So, um, you know, they, they had made a decision and, and it, it's not a, that that's a bigger challenge than you think of just take, just taking that every, every at bat. And, um, but he did, and it, it it was very very meaningful for sure. He was right in the middle of all of our rallies. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post game show. It's time to find out the turning point of the game on the fan. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Check out all the events and track rental info at GreatLakesDragway.com. Yeah, I think you just heard Craig Council talk about the turning point in this one with Great Lakes Dragway, and that was that Keston here, a three-run home run. I mean, you think about getting your brains beat out 12-1 to last night, and then you're down four zip early in this one. And then Keston here just, just kind of puts you back into it, and, and you heard Craig Council talk about that's it's put a little spark into him, put some energy into him. Uh, in that uh, in that dugout, so there's your turning point right there. Keston here, a big three-run bomb in this one, and you also heard uh, counts just uh, refer to a couple of other things. One is Christian Yelich and walking four times, and uh, that that was pivotal in this game. Uh, the walks in general by this offense really pivotal in this victory. Uh, I don't know if, if if you cut those walks in half, I'm not sure they win this ball game. So that's that's big time for this uh, for this game tonight, and then finally the uh, comment about Tom Treblehorn uh, in his living room when he was 12 years old. I love those stories, man. I love those stories. You're a true blue brew crew fan. That's just you can't help but laugh during those stories right there. All right, we'll hear from Christian Yelich coming up. Brewers get the victory, eight five final. I'm not sure it makes you feel any better about the Bucks loss, but. At least they got the win here. And you also heard Craig Council talk about a philosophy I've had here for quite some time. This season's a little bit different, guys. It is. And you have to look at it that way. I know it's tough to retrain your mind. Baseball is such a creature of habit thing. But you you just have to. You have to look at this season different. And they're hanging in there. you got to scrap for wins occasionally. And they do just that. doesn't matter how it looks at times. I know we all want this offense to break out. Last night we read box scores of, gosh, of a 23-run output, a 16-run output. But it doesn't matter at this point. In a season like this, just get a win here and there and keep yourself in it. The key time is going to be, as, as we talked about in the first hour, final 10-game stretch, final you know week and a half or two weeks of the season. That's, uh, that's when it's going to come to fruition. Christian Yelich next, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Brewers get the victory, 8-5 final tonight to split the series, the two-gamer against Detroit. And, uh, you know, Christian Yelich uh, draws four walks in this uh, in this game. Uh, was in the mix, really, with, with a lot of scoring situations for the Brewers tonight. So that's a great sign, guys, where, where walks uh, come. Uh you get on track, you do, and um, you know it's it's weird to say that a spark of a game is 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 a dude that walks or a team that just walks because we we all think a you know you spark up a rally with uh, with home runs and you know doubles and whatnot, but I mean the spark of the game in this is Christian Yelich, three runs scored, walked four times, spark of the game, brought to you by Current Electric. Call current.com if you need some electrical work done. The electrician superheroes at Call Current 
will take care of you. That's callcurrent.com for Current Electric. Let's hear from uh, Christian Yelich, uh, was in the lineup tonight as left fielder. Hey, Christian, for uh, an offense that's struggled a little bit this year, um, drawing 10 walks, that's got to be a good catalyst to kind of get you guys going a little bit, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was that many, but, yeah, just, I mean, just getting on base. If you get on base, that's how you score runs. So um, whether it's by hit or walk, the, you know, the goal is really just to get on base. It looked like that uh, home run by um, Keston, you know, a big bolt, and all of a sudden you're back in the game. You were down 4 nothing, and all of a sudden it's a game. And that, that looked like that was a huge turning point in the game. Yeah, I mean, we got right back in it right there. We're only down by one, and I think it was the third inning, right? Fourth, third inning. So you still got a long, you got a long time to go. And, uh, you know, rough start for us getting behind early and, uh, you know, when you're down by one with that much time to play, you, you still feel good about it. It's almost like it's a tie game, and um, we're able to just keep chipping away, keep battling, and um, kind of able to add on there at the end. Christian, how do you explain, you know, 12 come from behind wins out of 17 overall? Baseball? Um, yeah, I just I, – you don't even know how – you don't even know how many – um, come from behind wins or how many you lead the whole way. It's just, you know, just stack them on top of each other, try and win as many as you can. And uh, usually they're all in, in different ways. And I mean, it's been no secret this year that it's been a little bit of a struggle offensively for us. So, uh, you know, just try and battle and fight till the end. I think I have an easier one. How do you explain 12 outings for Josh Hader and he hasn't yet allowed a hit? Uh, he's good at baseball. That's why. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of the best relievers in the game for a reason. And, uh, I, I think he's pitching more this year, you know, it's, it, it's in the years past, it's kind of just been, here's my fastball hit it and just coming right after guys. They know what's coming. He knows what he's doing. They know where he's going and they haven't really been able to stop it. I think this year he's, he's, uh, you know, mixing a little bit, um, uh, keeping guys off balance and, uh, big reason why, obviously, like you said, nobody's gotten hit yet. I've well, obviously had the history of playing well in September. To win this game the way you did, being down four and erasing that, what kind of confidence did that give you now going on the road and trying to get a run going? Yeah, it was it was an up and down homestand. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, what was it? With three, three wins against the Pirates, two against the Reds, and, and one here. So um, six and four. Six and four home stands, not terrible. Um, you know, there's probably moments where it didn't feel like that or um, it felt better than that. But overall, not not a terrible home stand. And um, we're still right there in it and got a big road trip coming up. And, yeah, it's uh, it's coming down to the, the last month and the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we got to really play well here down the stretch. So, Chris, the one common theme we get when we talk to uh, David Stearns and, and Craig is we know this team's a better offensive team than this. We, we hear that so much. Do, do you believe that? And is there still time to show that? I, I don't think it's going to even out over the course of a season like it usually would. I mean, right now we'd be in the first week of May of a regular season. So in that scenario, I would say, yeah, it's going to it's going to carry over and Everybody's going to be right where they usually are by the end of it, but uh, we've got 20-something games left here, so I don't think it's going to completely even out. But uh, I think guys are capable of putting together really good at-bats, getting hot, um, you know, producing like they usually do in their career. I don't think the stat lines will look the same because the time there's not the time there to have that happen, but um, guys are definitely capable of, of producing uh, – has really good major league players, and hopefully that's what we see here in the next three weeks. Is, is that kind of a goal of yours, Christian, that you know maybe the final step line won't be what you want, but you can make it much better and just, you know, have a hot finish and get the team in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden you don't feel so bad, right? Uh, if you make the playoffs, you don't feel so bad. So, I mean, I, stats are what they are, man. You know, if you play hard and um, play the game the right way and you stay after it, that's how they usually take care of themselves. This year is it's a it's a sixty game season year, so who knows who knows what's good and what's not. But 
Uh, I think if we all make the playoffs and, and we're a playoff team and, and give ourselves a chance, then everybody's satisfied with, with their year in that aspect. If you can get into the playoffs, then I think that's the measuring stick of a, of a good year or not and um, individual stuff notwithstanding. Yeah, and that has to be the goal here. There's Christian Yelich. Uh, just get in and, uh, you know, the figure, let the dust settle afterwards. Whether or not we're going to be able to look back on the season, whether it's a team, whether it's a, a World Series champion, or whether it's an individual player. We're going to have to analyze that when this thing is done so we can all take inventory on this stuff and kind of figure out, you know, what was good and what was good enough. Because right now the Brewers are good enough. They are. I'm not saying they're, they're a great baseball team by any stretch. I'm saying they're good enough. Now, again, there, there's 24 games left, final month here. You heard Christian Yellis say it right there. These guys are capable of getting on a little bit of a run. They're not capable because of the, uh, the structure that's in front of them. They're not capable of having these statistics uh, equal out and, and really prove who is what number is, is, is going to be attached to these guys. In other words, is, is it going to level off to prove the identity of a player? And I don't think so. I don't think that, and you just heard Christian allude to that a little bit. It's, we're not going to be able to look back and say, well, this guy sucked because he had, you know, 217, and he's normally a 288 hitter. Um, I, I don't think that, that we're going to be able to do that. Uh, we all want these guys to hit a little bit better. Fact is, the numbers at the end of the year aren't going to come out to where they want them to. It's, it's, it's too big of a hole dug already. So, but really, what is the main goal then? As you heard Yelly say right there, the the success story has got to be, you know, based on if you make the playoffs and what you do in the playoffs. That's where that's where it's going to be judged. It's not going to be judged right now. And scrapping for wins, getting just hot enough to stay in this thing is where they've been. And you heard him say that the six and four homestand, yeah, it's, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's not terrible. Holds you in this thing for sure. Josh Hader. Uh, figure this one out. Let's see. He hasn't given up a hit in 12 appearances, but he has a, what was that, Austin? A 154 ERA? Is yep, that right? 154. <laughs> so, Go figure. Yeah, you figure that one out. That That's what I'm saying. These, you know, these, uh, the statistical information is not going to prove identity of these players this year. We have to look at this thing a little bit different. Let's hear from Josh Hader after the Brewers' victory in his ninth save. Josh, can we talk about streaks? Hitters are very superstitious about this. I mean, what are you going to talk about? I mean, guys are hitting the run? I'm kidding. What you got? How about, how about not allowing a hit? Is this even like... Struck you? I definitely know about it. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of guys talk about it, especially you guys. But, um, you know, it's something when I'm on the mound. That's my, my job is to get out. Um, I mean, they get a hit, they get a hit. Um, but, I mean, obviously, this year, um, you know, I've been able to um, limit that. But, you know, one of my focuses are, you know, trying to attack the zone early and, uh, you know, just trying to work my pitches um, and keep, keep those guys off balance. Josh, I know you're warming up easily when Devin Williams pitches, uh, but you're aware of what he's doing. This is pretty amazing for a rookie, isn't it, what he's doing? Uh, I mean, he's uh, he's having fun, man. That's, that's what I see. Um, I mean, I'm able to catch a, a little bit of his uh, first two outs, but, I mean, they happen so quick. So, um, no, but the way the way he's going about his business, he's doing everything right, and uh, at the end of the day, he's sticking to his strengths. And, uh, you know, that's that's – all you can ask for, especially uh, a guy like him, you know, not trying to overdo things. Josh, we're in, we're definitely in the uh, every win is important mode all season, but you know, today is a swing game. It's a winning homestand versus a 500 homestand. We know you guys want to win these home games. Uh, that being said, just coming into today and getting a win here, uh, just how important was that you think before going back out on the road? Oh, very important. Um, you know, this is uh, every, I mean, like you said, every, every win matters, um, especially at this time right now. Uh, the central is, uh, I mean, from top to bottom, it's, it's head to head. Uh, so that's, that's one of the important things is, uh, 
you know, trying to get these wins no matter who's against. Uh, I mean, we have, I think, probably around seven or eight games left with St. Louis. So, um, you know, leading up to that, as many wins as we can get, um, you know, that's uh, very important. Hey, Josh, I don't know if you've got to talk much to uh, Jason, but he was telling us today about his hometown of Lake Charles got destroyed in that hurricane, and he's had a very emotional week, and then he steps up there, pinch it, gets a home run. you got to feel good about that, don't you? Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously what, what happened uh, in his hometown is, is a disaster, and it's uh, unfortunate. You know, obviously um, they've been hit with quite a uh, big disasters over the time, so – um, you know, obviously for him to step in that position and, and put us up a couple runs and give us that breathing room, it's huge. So, um, you know, obviously we hope everything goes well with, with his hometown and, and they get back back on ground and, and get their feet under them. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a huge thing from him. Hey, one other, one other relief pitcher that's been amazing to watch, Josh, is Eric Yardley. Uh, you know, he does it a whole different way, too, you know, uh, coming in and throwing, you know, down under. He's been a big piece of your pen, hasn't he? Absolutely. He's a, he's a guy that's uh, been huge for us as well. I mean, um, you know, multiple situations coming in, uh, giving us length out of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, he's he's another guy that just attacks his own and, and he gets quick, uh, does quick work. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy being with these guys in the bullpen. Uh, we got a unique group. So, um, just watching them and seeing how everybody works around and, and different, uh, I guess, different strengths that they bring to the table. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. To win, this game, to, to win this game the way that you did, coming back from four runs down, what kind of confidence does it just give this team now as you head back out in the road? It's huge. Uh, you know, just being able to swing the bats, um, you know, work, work in the runs, bring them in. Um, I mean, that's that's what we need to do, especially in September where every game matters. So the more runs we can tack on and, and the, the, you know, whenever we can get these bats hot, I mean, um, definitely be a big part of our success going on forward. Josh, we know you weren't worried the other night when, when the, the strike zone got away from you, but did you do anything different to lock back in after that outing? And how do you think, how big was it just to have a couple good outings after that and throw a bunch of strikes? Um, you know, really, um, you know, leaving that, it was, it was a really big mental game for me. Um, you know, really just uh, wanted to relax and, and just brush it away. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing in this game. We always have the tomorrow. And, uh, you know, that next day I, I went out and threw a bullpen, make sure I was uh, able to throw it over the plate at least. But all went well. Um, and it's really just making sure my mental was, uh, you know, locked and loaded and making sure that, um, you know, I, I stuck to my strengths and, and didn't get carried away with, anything that I did. Josh, is that unusual that you actually got on the mound and threw a pen? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't throw like a, a crazy 15, 25 pitch bullpen, but, uh, you know, I wanted to get my, make sure my feet were under me, make sure that I was going down the mound, you know, smooth and, and you know, correctly and making sure that everything felt good. You know, it's more of like a fine tune, maybe a quick oil change. So, um, you know, it was, it was good. It was much needed. And then I uh, obviously was able to get into there uh, Monday and uh, see what, what it would look like against hitters. Yeah, there he is, Josh Hader, after getting saved number nine. Great question from Adam McAlvey there, our insider here on The Fan, about you know, the, the strike zone gets away from you on Saturday and you, and you bounce back with a couple of saves here. Big, big wins for the crew. You know, I, I think back to a few years ago when uh, Josh Hader was acquired here and my first couple of interviews with him, it's just, wow, should we air this? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Uh, it's it's amazing hearing these guys mature. He he, uh, he's come a long way, and and I will say this also that, you know, he's he's got that that confidence to him, and rightly so. He he's one of the best relievers in in all of baseball for a few years, not just a blip on the radar here. Clearly, two-plus years, maybe more, he's been the best reliever in baseball. And uh, I think it sounds he sounds like a guy that's as confident in himself, his ability, and his future as, as really one, one could be in his situation. Well, throw in the fact that he's going to make tens of millions of dollars. I mean, probably would help 
all of our confidence a little bit, too. I congratulate Josh on that for sure. All right, uh, what happened around the Central? What happened around baseball? We'll check that out. We know what happened here at Miller Park. They wrap up the homestand with a 6-4 and four mark after an 8-5 victory tonight. They uh, split against the Cincinnati Reds in a four-game set, 2-2. They take three out of four against the Pirates, and then they split this two-game set. Not, not terrible, as Yelly said. Check the scoreboard next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on The Fan. Yeah, let's do that. We know what happened here at Miller Park, an 8-5 victory for the crew. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to lick the wounds of a uh, Bucks loss as well. And and they're going to break all that down tomorrow right here on The Fan, Uh, starting at 5 a.m. with the pregame show. And that's Ryan Horvat, my good friend. And then there's uh, Bart Winkler, Bill Michaels, the Wendy's Big Show. So a lot to unpack tomorrow. With regards to that uh, Bucks game two of the semi-finals uh, in the Eastern Conference loss, man, that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. How that game ended. All right, uh, Austin, Texas, producing the show tonight. Uh, what do we have uh, outside of this one here, a Brewers victory? All right, Tim. Because I'm still pretty upset about this Bucks loss, we're going to start off with the good news in the NL Central. Um, the Cardinals lost today. Uh, they were in Cincinnati to face the Reds. And Joey Votto delivered with a walk-off single to give the Reds a 4-3 win over the Cardinals. Um, and then we head to Pittsburgh, where they got crushed by the Cubs. 8-2, to final score in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Cubs starting to put things together a little bit. Someone someone needs to make them stumble. And yep. uh, they, they could stand to lose you know three or four here real soon to give the crew a pop at that division. But the... The division's starting to tighten up, certainly with the uh, Cardinals, Reds, and Brewers, that's for sure. Yep, so that was the scoreboard for tonight. I'll give you an updated uh, standings here. The Cubs still sit in first place at 22-14. and 14. Uh, The Cardinals uh, sit in second place at 14-14. and 14. They are four games back of the Cubs. Brewers, 17-19, and 19, sit five games back of the Cubs. Uh, the Reds are now 16-21. and 21. They sit six and a half games back, sitting in fourth place. And the Pirates at the bottom, uh, 10 and 24. They are now 11 games back for first place. Um, And then in some other baseball news, Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver passed away today at 75. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, One of the good ones, that's for sure. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Five games back in the Central, still with a series left against the Chicago Cubs. One additional win, guys. You think about how valuable every every game is. One additional win against that Cub team. There'll be a three-game separation, and it's game on. Well, you, you dug the hole a little bit. You're going to have to dig your way out. You, you may need some help along the way. And the Cardinals, hey, they're hanging in there, too. I mean, they're winning on pitching and defense, although they did put up 16 yesterday. Uh, a ton of games left. The, the, the second place... Um, position in this division has still yet to be determined because of so many head-to-heads between the Brewers and the Cardinals. So you got to stay right in there. Every game's huge. And we, we, I think we heard it probably more tonight uh, by multiple sources, meaning Hader, Yelich, Council, than we've heard all year long in one game. Yeah, so now I think now it flips the switch here. All right, for Austin, Texas, my name is Tim Allen. Enjoy the Brewers off day tomorrow. Back at it, uh, three-game set against Cleveland. Corbin Burns on the hill. Uh, and uh, we get underway with a Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show at 5.30 on Friday. And then after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. 8-5 the final. Brewers get the victory over the Tigers. Wrap up the homestand at 6-4 and four for Austin, Texas. My name is Tim. You guys have a great night. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.